The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Finally, Matt and I are doing a full episode together. The great John Anik and the uh, and a tremendously uh, improved fighter, Sage Northcutt, calls in. And I don't mean to say tremendously improved like he wasn't great, but I just didn't want to say great twice. I was trying to come up with different adjectives. But now it sounds like I'm shitting on Sage, but I'm not. He was great. What? I don't know. Chaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he hurt him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. We're back, baby. We're back. Yes. I'd lower that too, Jimmy. Sorry. <laughs> Fucking no, but the audio has sounded a little weird to me since we since we were testing the mics. It's a little better now. I'm just saying it was like a reflex. The second I just screamed that, your hand went there as quick like a ninja, and you lowered that shit. Yeah, yeah, I could be a little loud. I'm kind of known for that, you know. Like a, like a shot of espresso, like a, like a cold shower. What? Yeah, it wakes you up. It does. You know, somebody might be listening to this when they're driving home, or if there are hard days work, or if the first thing in the morning on their way to go work out. Sure, I worked out this morning. I, did I, too. I feel freaking fantastic, Jimmy. I just now got back into swinging things. I feel like I was, I feel like I was gone a while, and I was gone a while. I was gone at least ten days. How long was I gone for? <laughs> Fuck, yeah, longer than that. I just got back a few days ago, and when we did get back, me and my family from Vegas, we got back at like we got like it was a almost two in the morning. We got back, and then by the time we got home and showered, it was like five a.m. and so it was. So we were off a little bit, Jimmy. I'm not of gonna course. lie. My schedule was off, but now you left I'm at back. Two. What time did you leave? Your flight was what time? A flight from Vegas was like four something, four thirty. Why so late? I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm you on know? top of that. I suppose you have a morning <laughs> flight, dude. I just know my my wife just book shit. I don't know what's going on, but I mean, listen, we had a fantastic time in Vegas. Yeah, we have two know? weeks, right? We were there for a little bit, like, yeah, 12 days, maybe, 10 days, 11 days, something like that. But uh, we had a good time, man. We, we enjoyed it at the Red Rock. We hang out there, and some days we just hung out at the pool and and just chilled out, saw a movie. Other days we'd walk around. There's, like, shops near there, and, you know. Did your little girls get to uh, sleep on the plane? Do they sleep, your kids? Yeah, at that they, time, maybe? That's why your wife probably booked a night flight yeah, so they could sleep. Yeah, but no, they pretty much stayed awake. On the plane? Yeah. It wasn't like we did the, the red eye, you know? It was like four in the afternoon. So most Oh, they, four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they stayed awake. And my little one fell asleep. But, you know, they had a good time. I had a good time. Sure. 
And it's just been a whirlwind of a couple of weeks, Jimmy. Just a lot of shit went down. And then we had those shows from Vegas, the second one. They were kind of clusterfucks, but yep. it was still, even though Chris Medusa shaking his head. Let's let it go. But no, <laughs> no, why let it go? I the second, should, well, you haven't the even second fucking one talked good. about the it. The second one was good, of course. The second no, one was good, except for the driving the car Wait, company. Wait, hold on. Yeah, well, that was stupid, what are you talking right? about? The second one was good. No. I, got, I had to go late. By the time I got there, Jimmy had to make a flight. By the way, that second Chris one. Chris Medusa, I'm trying to save face. That company fucking. It's not a bad me. thing to talk about. I talk about a fight I lost. No, no, for sure. But I'm saying, but the second one was good. I mean, it was annoying that you couldn't get there because of the driver. But well, I thought the episode was the good. The episode, episode was yeah. good, but the car company fucked him, yeah. and they fucked me. When I landed, there was no car waiting for me. So, really? and 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 then Kenny, my road manager, who's the best, he literally is a fucking robot. He not he loses no information, yeah. but he goes, "That's the same one that fucked up with Matt." And I'm like, "He's <laughs> fucking right." Is it really? Son of a bitch, it has to be right. Yeah, yeah. That is funny. And uh, well, we got it done. And I do like that Sam Alvey. He was he was a, a pleasure. That to have. was that was the the upside. We I met yeah. Sam the night before. I think Matt did. Matt probably knew him. It, it was. Uh, at that uh, Israel uh, Adesanya fight, yeah, you know, fuck was Sam a good guy, man? Sitting behind me, we were talking about the fights. I'm like, I really like this dude. He'd be yeah, he fun. It's not an act with that smile. He's a it's nice really not, guy. dude. He just and he wears a smile in Sam Alvey. He's a psychopath. <laughs> Sam Alvey's a psychopath. Yeah. What a fun dude, man. So I would have him on any time. Fun, fun, good energy, and a killer. I like him. A yeah, fucking he's killer. A fucking tough guy. Because dude. there's that smile, and he's like, no, I, I, I hate. I like a late stoppage. You're like Jesus <laughs> Christ, he's smiling. Nuts. <laughs> Sam is nuts. <laughs> I like him. I, I do like too, him. man. What if he was a great guest? Yeah. I like, I like the way he says his name, too. Smiling Sam out. He says it like a pro wrestler or something, but he, it's cool. He's like a Uriah Hall type guy who we could have come on all the time and is just a fun guy to hang out with and you get to know. Yeah, we, should, we should get it. We should get in touch with him, you know? I mean, Uriah? first of all, yeah. I don't. we didn't talk about his fight, did we? We talked about it. I think that he did looked good. I, 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 I think I might talk about it with Sam. Yeah, that's probably right. You could talk about it for yeah. sure. No, I just, I, I just feel he was in that fight and... Uh, you know, he definitely went out like a warrior. I mean, he was in that fight. That was a fun fight. That was, that was an edge of your seat yeah. fight. How much you bigger I mean? is Paulo Costa? He's a big dude, right? I, think I saw him backstage. I was just walking into the bathroom, <laughs> and he was a massive guy. <laughs> that big I'm hulking like, dude. Holy shit. Mm. Yeah, he just. I, I think he just looks big, to be honest. I mean, they're they're pretty similar heights. Okay. Uh, was he, was he 6'2"? No. Let me see. Paulo Costa is 6'1". Okay. And Uriah is six. Okay. So yeah, but I but I bet Paulo Costa comes in weighing a little bit more than Uriah. At the Maybe end. Yeah, I might walk I around mean, heavier. Yeah, you know I just brought that up because you brought him up, and sure. we do like Uriah. I, I'm, I'm going to reach out to him either way. Yeah. Do you want to talk about some of these fights the other sure. night, or you want to delve into it when we get? To, well, I want to talk about some of them when we get Anik on the phone because we All got right. Sage Northcutt soon. Yep. Um, who was very impressive the other night. Very impressive. You One know? of my favorite performances. Let's, really quick, let's just talk about his fight real quick. Um, and we can always go back to it later. What was our picks on that? Did I pick that? Didn't uh, I? So did I. I'm confused if I, I know. Yes, of, no, you got that exactly right, Matt. You had yes. second round knockout, so you Thank had all three you. points. Jimmy, you had third round knockout, and I had decision. Oh, uh, uh, people. Oh, that's for me, that clap? It has to be. because I got For all of us. No, but hold on. Mm. No, Jimmy, it's not for you. I only not for you. You got it wrong. Jimmy should what? get like the Longo clap at least. It's not. It's not fucking horseshoes, Chris the producer. Right. He got it wrong. How well? I'm sorry, guys. How about I the just, first fight? Because I don't get shit right, so I'm happy. What Alpha Cat versus uh, Yes uh, Marion? Yeah, I believe I picked Cat by decision. You had Cat by second round submission. What did I have? You had Cat Zingano, Alpha Cat Zingano by decision. Oh, oh so wow. I got two for two. Oh, yeah. Okay, Matt, stop. Cleaned First up. First of all, we don't got to do that every time. <laughs> 
<laughs> you guys embarrass me when you hit that when I get it right twice. Oh boy, I'm so happy. Um, now with that, well, well, let's just not. Are we just blowing through these? Yeah, no. We'll talk about the stage fight. You, you, you're bringing it up. I just want to know how he did. Uh, what? I just wanted to know how he did. <laughs> how who did? <laughs> Uh, how, we all had, oh, we all did, did pretty, we all did pretty well on the on the oh, picks. Yeah, we did, right? One of us only had three for six, but you know what? Hmm? Me? Well, we'll go over later. Oh, we got to talk about some things here. It's stuff that even the Bermudas. We got stuff to talk about yeah. on air, Jimmy. Sure. Because before we were on air, Chris Bethus asked me, "What did you think about that? What happened with Dennis Bermudas?" I'm like, I don't know. I could tell you now, or I could <laughs> wait for millions of people. Am I? Am I Guessing up by saying millions. Yeah, how no, many people? You are over groups of people. Over eight million. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you downplaying the fucking UFC fuck uh, unfiltered army? Oh, no, no. I don't say unfiltered army. I know. I know. They hate when we say that. I know. They do love us though, Jimmy. I get such fan mail. I get. What some. are you looking at? My right. We actually got right some, fan, some good fan questions for Sage too. When Sage calls. Yes, up. we did. Oh, yeah. That got me excited for a second because I thought it was for us, and then we got oh, cool. For Sage. Well, we didn't ask for us. We just asked. Ask for, for us. Like, okay. Hey, if you guys got questions, you hit up Man Swamp. What's your fucking no. name on it? <laughs> man it's Swamp. Man M A N S A M P on Twitter. Oh, Swamp. Oh, Samp. 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 Yeah. What is it? It's a whole thing. We don't have to get into, but it's M A N S A on Twitter. Yeah, and Instagram. What's it mean? What does it mean? It's short for Mandatory Samson. It was my podcast that I had for a while, and it's just it's just like a meaningless name. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. You know, like that. It's very nice. Wait, no, wait, 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 wait a second. It what, what? What did you? What was it? It's literally it's nothing. It's just a made up name. You know. Actor, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, actor. Okay, all right. Enough. Can we get the business? Yeah. Well, what Listen, did you think? What did you so think? So it's wait. So if people do have questions, mm-hmm. what should they? What what's the name of the what 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 where should they go on Instagram? Well, in this in this case, Jimmy? this was on Twitter. It went out under UFC New at UFC okay. News. No, wait, and this they, is uh, us. Yeah, I'm saying for the questions for Sage, they put up a post and oh. said Sage is going to be on the show. If you have any questions for him, what you just reply to the thread, yeah. so you'll see it. And the UFC uh, like main Twitter account's going to retweet, and you know. All right, but in the future, for questions for us, where do they go? What's what what on Instagram? What do they what do they go to? UFC unfiltered. UFC unfiltered. Yeah. Okay, that's the way they ask the questions. Sure. What's your Instagram, Chris the producer? Why don't you change it to Chris the producer? Because uh, somebody, probably, somebody probably got it now. Yeah. Uh, it's M A N S A M P. Mansamp. Yeah, Mansamp. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a child. No, come on. I'm a fucking child. I like that name. Yeah. I fucking like Thank it. Thank you. <laughs> Mansamp is easy to remember. <laughs> <laughs> what? I thought it was Mansamp. I got it. Mansamp. <laughs> That's what it should be. <laughs> I got it before I knew Twitter was going to be a thing. Yeah. I highly oh. regret not getting my own name. But yeah. There you go. Uh, oh, you know who I have coming today to um to to Sarah BJJ Levittown. No. I guess you wouldn't know. But yeah. I, I hate when people do that. And I do that a lot, Jimmy. I'll just start guessing. I do that a lot. I'm like, hey, you know what this? And you and you don't Travis know. Travis Brown. Paul Kogan. <laughs> Paul Kogan. Go on. Dog Hogan. the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> no. Frank Gorshin. Is Facey still around, Dog the Bounty Hunter? Yeah, he's still doing a show. Oh, so there's really? some story on Twitter about his wife or something looking thinner. Um, Did she lose weight? I think so. <laughs> All, right. All right. Look at her. Look at this again. <laughs> We're getting on track. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I, I do, I'm, I'll just tell you. I have uh, the local news, news Long Island. The Long uh, Long Island News. News 12 is coming. And, and he wants to talk about the uh, the incident with the with the drunk. Oh, yeah. And he wants to do like a reenactment. Oh, hilarious. I'm going to fucking take this guy down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add some stuff to it. So you haven't heard anything about that, like the guy, right? And you never found out who he was or anything? No. no he's, just, he's probably embarrassed. He should be. Yeah. I mean, if I were him, I'd reach out to you for sure. 
Yeah. Great, man. I'm sorry. Well, maybe he's joined. Maybe he'll, he'll change his life. Maybe he'll stop drinking. Imagine if he just reached out and apologized. Like, ah, I was wrong. I fucked That's up. That's all right. Some guy, yeah. You know what it was? After everything was, people are drunk. I know they act different sometimes. But after that thing got, the security came and they got him. He was making very vulgar faces, both at my, sis, my sister, my wife. He's a piece of shit, that guy. Okay. So fuck him. So listen, forget that guy. But anyway, so the news is coming by today. But if he had approached and, your and family, that would have been a bad move for him. Well, this thing could have been very different. But it's, what's good about it, though, Jimmy, is with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Nobody got hurt. That's right. It comes yeah, nobody, restraint. I think it was actually a great advertisement. It wasn't. How about if you like walked that? over angrily screaming at your table? Well, listen, Jimmy. Sometimes you just got to, you know, you got to control yourself, Jimmy. I remember Hickson, was it Hickson Gracie, Henzo. They said, with great power comes great responsibility. I, it wasn't. It was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was. I say that when I'm going went, down on a woman. <laughs> And she's about to have an orgasm. I stop and I say, with great power comes great responsibility. It was says, ben, shut up, it, nerd. It was Ben Parker. Yeah. It was. It was, it was Uncle Ben from Spider-Man. That's great. So it wasn't. It they was, should do another origin story. That fucking movie. <laughs> we get it. You, bit I, by a spider. Yeah. Fuck him. Joe Rogan talked about your video on his podcast. He was saying this is like I a know. great example. I've seen that. Yeah. Somebody sent me that. Yeah. And I'll tell you, he's the one guy that really got it right because he goes, look, in the secure, and, and nobody brought this to anybody's attention. Like, and this is what I was thinking the second was when it was going down when the, the, the security guard, the fat guy came over to me, the first guy, mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, he asked me if I was restraining the guy. And I, and I, I told him, yes, you want to take over? So he's like, okay, yeah, get off him. Now, look, there's going to be a lapse in time here where he's going to be right. uncontrolled. So I was asking him if he's, over the, if he's ready to control him. So that's the first thing that Rogan brought up when he was watching. He goes, look, he's going to ask, are you ready to control him? And he said, and Rogan's funny. He goes, and he's not. Look at him. He's standing <laughs> up and he's fat. <laughs> Rogan said exactly. So Rogan is a guy that obviously knows how to defend himself and knows Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt and martial artists for ages. Yeah, car- so he kickboxer. Underst- yeah, yeah, so he understands. But especially in the jiu-jitsu realm, he knows exactly what's going down in the grappling realm. So I had that shit under control. I could have waited. And I even asked the guy, do you want to wait until some more guys show up? Yes, I would have. And then uh, he was getting... But when you don't know, if you're not used to that situation... You, you, there's an insecurity there. Yeah, and I seen course. that with him. That's why he was starting to get aggressive towards me. Get off. Get It's like, hey, dude, you fat fuck. Come down here and meet me halfway. How about that? Well, he probably doesn't understand what jiu-jitsu is, so he doesn't yeah. know how long you're going to be able to keep that guy there, but you could have yeah. kept that guy there. But, I, but I was talking to him even calmer than I'm talking now. Yeah, so but I think he would have really, you, you know. Handled it well, very then he gently. shouldn't be a security guy. Right. But, um, okay, enough about that and the fucking uh, I'm going to call Sage, actually. Yeah. Let's talk to Sage, because I'm proud of that kid, man. What a, yeah, he's only 22. He's only 22 years old, Jimmy. Yes, he is. Holy, holy shit, man. <laughs> right? He looked great, man. He, he looked, looked awesome. really and fucking... And that thing started off with him getting... Bl- in the first round. Hit. First shot. Hard. That's awesome, man. That shows perseverance. It shows perseverance. It's not that you want to get caught with that shot, but the fact that he did get caught with that shot early, and he weathered and came back and ended up just... Yep. Is this the great Sage Northcutt? Mr. Sarah, how you doing? <laughs> you can What's call up? me call me Matt Sage because it makes me feel so old. I know I could have went to high school with your dad, but just call, call me Matt. It makes me feel better. <laughs> and you were Jimmy Norton on oh, UFC Unfiltered. Hi, Sage. You can call me Mr. Norton. I kind of like it. Nobody else respects me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got it. <laughs> Amazing fight the other night, buddy. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Listen, Sage, it's not that you want to get caught early and and show that you have that like you have that the perseverance to to weather something and come back but i'll tell you it did make it dramatic 
And it made it where it shows how far you've come, where you did not, you would not accept um, anything uh, in this fight. In other words, after you got hit and knocked down, you were, I, I love your groundwork. I love your bottom. Have you been working that a lot with uh, your IRNM, your, your ground game, especially on bottom? Yes, sir. Absolutely. You know, uh, Team Alpha Male has some of the best wrestlers around. So definitely uh, training with him. The guy I did fight, uh, he was a black belt in jiu-jitsu, which is pretty cool. He has his own studio, which I found out, own jiu-jitsu studio. So that was, that was great to know. <laughs> so, yes, been practicing a lot. Yes, sir. Yeah, because cause Zach Otto was powerful, and he was doing the right thing on top as far as controlling you. So I'm like, man, this is starting off really rough. But, you know, you're hanging out with Uriah Faber. And I remember there's fights with him where... He was fighting one jiu-jitsu guy. I, I don't know. It escapes me the name where he got like foot swept and it, it, it practically started where he was mounted <laughs> and he had to get out and then he ended up winning that fight. So it's definitely, wow. I see it. Um, I see you working with the alpha males over there, team alpha male, and it's really paying off for you because that fight was amazing. And I'm not just saying that because I called you for a, uh, I called it with a second round finish. <laughs> Oh, you did! I nice. did, Uriah. I'm Uriah. No. I did say oh, no. Call him Uriah. <laughs> nice. I'm excited. It's okay. Jimmy, talk to him. I'm so excited. Well, for you him. guys are talking jujitsu. I, I, you are since you you you've been an alpha male, and this is your first full camp as a welterweight, correct? Yes, sir. For, first time. You are you're a different fighter since you've joined alpha male. I mean, seeing you yes. and how effective you are off your back, yes. how active you are off your back. I mean, you it's it's changed you dramatically in a real short period of time. Thank you very much. Yeah, I felt I felt very uh, calm down there, which was good. Um, and now he's going against the black belt, and he was trying to trying to hit me and ground and pound me, and he wasn't really able to do that successfully. So I was able to stay calm and avoid all the shots, and then escape. So I felt I felt really good about it. Now, now let me ask you because I don't believe I th- ever asked you this, Sage. What made you pick? Because you could have went anywhere. Because you're a young prospect, everybody would love to work with you. What made you pick? I know how great they are, but what made you, your father, what made you guys pick Team Alpha Male? Amazing choice, by the way. But what made you pick that team? Oh, well, you know what? Uh, Uriah Faber actually reached out to me on Instagram, which is really cool. And I've always kind of wanted to visit his gym and check it out. So we ended up linking up through Instagram, talking to each other, and then I went out there to visit for about a week and see the gym and do some training, see how I liked it, and I really liked it. I enjoyed it. The The area was super cool, too. The Everybody was kind of like brothers at the gym. Everybody hangs out, and it was just a lot of fun for me. So I like that aspect, too. You know what I was really impressed with in this fight, too, is towards the end of the first round, he had you down for a while. You were doing really well off your, off your back, staying very active, and you got up with about a minute left. Um, and it was really, really uh, how fast you went after him. And I think you, was it, you went for a guillotine. Was that in the, at the end of the first round? Uh, I think so. I think it was at the end of the first round. I felt like I almost had it. It was getting close, but didn't quite have it all the way in. So it was close though. Right. But he popped his head out with like six or seven seconds left, whatever it was. But the way you turned that round and you finished, I think you finished on top at the end of that round. It was, it was uh, just a very, very impressive fight and, uh, and finishing him the way you did. I think you were going for an arm bar, which again, I don't remember if that was in the first or second round. Do you remember when that was? Oh, I don't remember exactly. I think it might've been the first possibly. Yeah, well, you, you were just really good okay. off your back, man, and it was a really, really impressive fight. And uh, you, you finished him on the ground, which was... I don't think anybody expected you to finish Zach Otto on the ground. Oh, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. I've been practicing a lot. So, also, I think a big thing was getting a fight at my natural weight. That's, that was huge for me. I've had such a tough time making weight at 155 all the time. I make the weight, but I don't feel like the same kind of stage. Like, my, my power and my punches, 
my explosion, um, my speed, it just doesn't feel the same. I always have great cardio. That's one thing. But, but it's a little different having your natural weight to be able to just keep pressing, pushing, pushing. So, like, even though he was on the ground for the first four minutes of the first round pretty much on top of me trying to pound me, right when I stood up, it's like I don't get tired. I, I got to push the pace, stand up, and start lighting him up with my punches and, and my striking. So it just, I just feel totally different out there. What was it that made you fight at 155 to begin with if this is a much more comfortable place for you? Well, you know what? Before the UFC, I was fine at catchweight to 165 or 170. I decided I want to go to 155 to have an advantage or try to have as much of an advantage as I could to be one of the bigger 155ers. Okay. I walk around very lean all the time. I thought that would be a, a benefit, but it, even though I was undefeated, uh, I've, I've won five fights in the UFC at 155. It just it just kind of played a toll on my body. I don't feel like the same kind of stage, same kind of exciting stage I can be in, like finishing stage. Like before the UFC, I, I love going for the finishes. I always love going for the finishes, just... 155, I don't have that same kind of ability, I don't feel like, at what, the moment. What do you think you are on fight day? Uh, when, when you're fighting at, uh, at 155, what were you fighting at on, on fight day when you were fighting at 155? On fi- Oh, I, I think I weighed about 175. Probably gained about 20 pounds back. Okay, you gained 20. And, and now what do, you, what do you think you're walking around at when you walk into the cage? Oh, uh, you know what? I, f- I forgot what it was. Um, I know the UFC checked. I'll have to, I'll ask them and I'll have to find out, but... I know they check you before you go out there. I forgot what it was, though. Okay, but you're more comfortable. Sometimes it's interesting to watch guys go up and wait, how they become the small. But you look how well Gastelum is doing uh, at middleweight, but Hendricks had a little bit of a trouble when he moved up. So I guess it's 50-50. Some guys do well because the weight cut isn't killing them anymore, and other guys suffer right. because they're fighting guys who are hitting at a harder weight than they're used to being hit. Oh, right. Oh, if you look at the first hit I got hit with in the fight, I think he hit me about as hard as anybody you hit. I, 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 I blinked my eyes. I've, I've never blinked my eyes before like that. I blinked my <laughs> eyes. Didn't even see the punch coming. And I was going forward right into his punch as hard as he could hit me right in the jaw. So um, I didn't see any stars. I didn't, I didn't black out. Nothing happened like that. I got hit super hard, and he, he got the takedown right off that, which is super clean. And um, I, just, I just feel like a different. 155, I kind of feel like when I'm fighting out there, not, not just by getting hit. I just don't feel... Like I have the the right thinking ability, I kind of feel like my mind's foggy. If that makes sense, sure. I don't really know how to describe it. Yeah, it's like I guess being, maybe it's maybe it's the weight cut. Yeah, maybe it's like being tired or not sleeping properly. You know, you you've depleted your body, so you're walking. Around. It's almost feeling like you're a little high or something because you just don't have the energy you're supposed to have. That that would make sense. I, I can understand that. What I really enjoyed about this fight stage is how you survive. You because you're always a beast standing up. Are you if it's from looking on a fight, looking for a fight until now? You've always been just a beast standing up. But now, like when you when we see you on the floor and how you weathered such a such a, a storm down there in this fight in the beginning, I'm I'm just excited to see for the future because now you know, man. Hey, listen, it doesn't get a whole lot worse than what you had to deal with on top. You weathered right. it, and the second you got up, some guys are like, whew, they got to take a second. They got their the blood in their shoulders, and man, it was right. like you were it was like you were never taken down. You was started thanks, unloading thanks. with fury. It was it was just oh, so <laughs> awesome, man, like a superhero. So the more you work your bottom game and your jujitsu and your wrestling, I mean, it, it, it's going to allow you just to let your your hands and your elbows and your legs fly because that's the worst that can happen is they get that takedown. And you've shown that you're no no chump down there now, man, at all. Not that you ever were. Thank, thank you. <laughs> yes, yeah. sir, I agree. Thanks. Thanks. I, I was excited to be able to get a mount, actually mount a black belt out there. 
and get, get a choke on him and uh, have him position and roll him over side control, then take him out from there. I was, I was super excited about that because I'm definitely improving my ground game. And like you said, I think I'm, a, I'm definitely going to keep working on it, like pretty much every single day, making it better. So now, I'm, I'm excited for it too. Now at welterweight, imagine if, I mean, if this, I don't know, you didn't call out anybody, did you? And this, you're not a guy to call uh, out somebody, no, but I don't think no, I had to use the bathroom right after your fight. I was so excited. Did you, uh, <laughs> did, did I miss anything? Did you call out anybody or no? Oh, no, sir. I didn't. I didn't. Now, <laughs> Maybe um, in the future. <laughs> imagine in a, imagine a fight now at welterweight. Imagine, and this might be a little premature because I know he's up in the rankings and stuff like that, but imagine like a Sage Northcutt with his style versus a Wonder Boy with a stand. Imagine that fight. Yeah. yeah. So you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, is there any fights? Oh, that's cool. Now, Sage, I know. You are never going to call somebody out because you're just, you're just not that guy. You're so freaking nice. Um, you're as nice as you are dangerous. You know that? Now, let me ask you, Thank is you. there any style? Like you see a guy and go, wow, that my style really matches up well with that. That'd be a fun fight. Is there anybody that you look at that and just that comes to mind? It's not the same as calling him out, Sage. Don't worry. Right, right. Um, <laughs> no, you know what? Uh, I have to think about that. I think, uh, yeah. I think my style matches up. And the more I get, the more, the more technique I get, the more... Uh, just all around tool set I get. I think it's gonna start matching up with a lot of different styles. I, I feel good, like I'm gonna start matching up with pretty much every style out there, just because um, I'm becoming more well rounded. Um, I'm trying to make my wrestling just the best I can be for MMA and be the best, most applicable I can be for MMA. So um, I think nothing in particular. Do you do you see anybody that any any kind of style certainly that matches up good with mine? Uh, oh, Mike Perry. Oh, that would be fun as <laughs> that would be that would be fun and just a personality clash. Yeah, or something, you know what I mean? that would be a fun he's a, fight. He's a, he's an exciting guy, right? Exciting fighter. Yeah, he's a very and he's a bruiser. He sure is. And he's getting more technical too, which is oh, his last fight when he was looking for a, a, a he looked like a, a regular double, and he just kept put the guy's feet to the ceiling. And he kept lifting him up. He's so strong. That would right? be Jimmy. That's a phenomenal matchup. Mike Perry against Sage Northcutt would be great because Mike Perry. I mean, again, he fought Paul Felder, who went up in weight. Uh, yeah. to fight and Felder looked really good and he's extremely tough yeah. I think the extra weight again especially with a guy who hits like Mike Perry was a little bit harder but um, you know, I, I would like to see that matchup and, and you have definitely Perry will throw feet once in a while but you're obviously a much more accomplished uh, kickboxer I haven't seen enough of Mike on the ground but what you're doing on the ground is very impressive so I would love to see Sage against Mike Perry I think that would be a very very good fight got my money thanks, thanks so much guys hey Mr. Sarah yes I just want to I want to say congratulations on the Hall of Fame. Oh, That's super man. cool. I just, how, who, yeah. This guy, thanks then, so much, Sage. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I saw, I saw a video of you in a restaurant uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> taking that guy out. That yeah. was funny. That's a good, that was, uh, yeah, I know I was with my family, Sage, too. I mean, the guy was out of control. But it really is, if anything that came out of that, it is a good, um, it's a good look for the martial arts. And I believe it's good for ju- really, in particular, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And I'm not just saying that because I have two jujitsu skills. I'm saying it's just a really great martial art for, for, for everybody, you know, especially oh, in self defense. For you know, so thanks, man. I, I really appreciate that, buddy. Really? And congrats oh, again. You, you know, thank but, you. Thanks so much. Well, you know what happened in that video, Sage? The guy had walked up to Matt and said, oh, hello, "Hello, Matt. I'm a big fan. Can we have a picture?" And Matt just threw him to the ground and mounted. It's, it's the not business. true, <laughs> Sage. It's not true. Is <laughs> that right? Is <laughs> that right? That's funny. <laughs> now you had, you had, I believe you had called for a knockout. You had, you had predicted you were going to knock out Otto. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I know Otto has. Uh, they were saying he has strong punching power. He knocked out his last opponent, Mike Pyle. Yeah. It had some, had some knockouts. Black Jiu-Jitsu, really good. But uh, I believe I was about to knock him out, and 
And uh, I did, so that was great. What type of, uh, and this is, it's a good question our producer came up with, but are you a visualizing guy? Like, are you a guy like that will sit there and visualize this? How, how do you prepare yourself personally before you go out? Oh, absolutely. I'm always visualizing. I, I think it's very important. You got to, you're making sure everything's fresh in your mind. You're kind of like planning out what, what you want to do out there. Um, good, good scenarios, bad scenarios, everything. I mean, that way you can also stay calm out there. It's, I feel like it's important. But but if you here's the thing too with people who do like positive visualization. I think Connor was talking about like using the secret that book like that type of thinking. Darren Till does it a little bit. Darren Till, okay. So what happens if you do that and then lose a fight? How do you regain the faith in that process that you were doing before? Well, you know what? Um I always visualize me winning out there. That's 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 the best case scenario, go out there winning and with a finish. But like in the fights that I've lost before, um I, I mean, you take it to the, I take it back to the gym. You're, you're, you're like, okay, what can I improve? Uh, it's not, it's not really like, obviously you went out there and you lost a fight. You didn't improve your best or, uh, I guess go out there and perform your best, but you're looking at what, what can be better? How can you make yourself better? How can you prevent that next time? So, well, Sage, you, you did improve. That's what I'll say. And I think this fight for you is, and, and with such an, an opponent like Zach Otto was such a, I think this is a real growing fight for you, man, because you had to really deal with some, just it's perseverance and you, you had to show us a different skill set that you definitely improved on. And uh, I'm so excited because you're 22 years old, man. Who, sky's the limit. I can't wait for more of your fights, buddy. Oh, man. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. I'm really excited for it, too. You know, it's because you talk about, uh, I, I think Matt mentioned fighting Stephen Thompson, who's ranked number four. I guess the new rankings are not out yet, are no, they? Not, not yet, no. But uh, they might not give you number four yet. There might be one more fight. So if not, I, I don't even think Perry is ranked in the top 15, is he? And again, unless no, after that fight. No, I don't know if he's going to jump up, but we'll see. Yeah. But I would love to see Sage get a ranked fighter. So if it's not going to be Mike Perry, uh, possibly a Ponzinibbio or maybe even a Masvidal, I think would be a great fight. Masvidal against you would be a really interesting fight. Nice. Yes. Not, but you have no preference. Oh, you know what? Um, I guess talk to my coaches about it. I mean, my coaches are very smart. I have Uriah Faber as one of my coaches who's UFC Hall of Fame and super smart too, and he knows what it's like. So I talk with them about it, and I'll figure it out. See, Sage's thing is not calling people out, but Sage is such a genuine and nice guy. Yeah. That's who he is. So people are fine with you not calling people out because people just want to see you fight. Thank you. You're very I welcome. That. Well, good luck, man. It's always good to... Yes. Oh, you know what? I almost forgot. I'm so stupid. We have a couple of fan questions. They, that good, good call, Chris. Some fans okay. wrote questions for you. Um, All right. So uh, if you don't... What are you saying, Chris? Oh, I was saying the third one, maybe. It's a good question. I'm going to start with number six. Sage, oh, okay. what can you bench press? This guy was guessing 350. Oh, man. That's a good guess. Uh you know what? I, I don't ever really do single reps, but I'll have to say he's pretty close to that. My my brother bench pressed just the other day. My brother is only 19. He was bench pressing like like 330 or something or 335 for a couple of reps. So he's he's got some crazy strength too. I couldn't pull that with a horse, 330 pounds. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, you're almost a decade, uh, sometimes uh, younger, uh, more than your opponents. Does that affect in any way? And do you think of your age as an advantage, a weakness, or a non-factor? Well, you know what? You fight if you're fighting guys that have been in the UFC for five, ten years and have had all that experience. Experience is something that you have to gain by time. So that's something that you can't just get from being young. But um, uh, I, I see positive things out of it too, like like uh, the fact that you're young, um, you have the aggression, uh, you have the strength, the cardio, the speed, and 
and the fact that I have the drive to keep working harder and getting better. So, what is your both. okay? And uh, Joe Rogan fifty uh, Bowers, his name is. He wants to know what is your bedtime. Oh, my bedtime always changes actually. But you know what's funny is that over at Team Alpha Male, one time there was everybody was getting ready watching the fights together, and I had to get up super early the next morning. So I, it was like nine forty-five p.m. at night. And I was like. Man, I was like, Mr. Favorite, I told everybody, I was like, hey guys, I think I'm going to go back and get some sleep and go to bed. So everybody made a joke saying that my like bedtime curfew was 10 p.m., but, but no, it always, it always changes. <laughs> you just had to get up early. And one more question. Uh, you've been working okay. with Team Alpha Male for a little over a year. What's the best piece of advice you have gotten from them, either personal or MMA related? Uh, you know what? There's a lot of, lot of great guys in the gym, um, top contenders, uh, UFC champion, uh, I think, uh, you know what, it's, it's not about going in there, whatever you're doing. It's not about winning every single day. Like, if you're in practice, you, you lose some matches. You put yourself in bad positions to be able to learn. It's not about going in there, hey, did I beat this guy? Did I beat this guy? It's about making yourself better. So, so whatever that circumstance is, if it's something in life or something in your job, figure out what you can do to make yourself better, and you don't have to win everything. <laughs> and you, so, also, you uprooted and moved. For where were you living before this? Oh, before I was actually in Texas, and then now I'm actually uh, in Sacramento. So it's like an hour and a half from Lake Tahoe, not too far. And how hard is that to leave your friends or girlfriend or whatever it is you have going on in Texas? How hard is it to just up and uh, uproot and, and move at that? You know, because you are a young guy. Well, you know what? It is pretty hard because I mean, you miss. I miss my family. I miss my friends. I miss everybody. So, but the good thing is they can come down and visit. I've had my my family come. We go have fun. We take my truck off roading and have a blast. So. It's nice that they can visit. Okay, well, good luck, man. You're you're a nice guy, and you looked really, really good in this last fight, man. I was happy for you. It's nice to be to watch a guy so young in his career and see him improving with every fight and watch the adjustments. Like you know, a guy like Francis Ngannou, again, a great slugger, but you you, you watch him and uh, he didn't change anything for Stipe, and he didn't change anything in the fight after that. You've changed from fight to fight, which is why I think that you're gonna have a long, long future. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. All right, Thanks, fine. Sage, man. We'll talk to you soon. Nice buddy. talking to you, Sage. All right, sounds good. Yeah, talk to you soon. Thanks. All right, take care. What a Bye. good kid, man. Yeah, he's a nice dude. <clears throat> that might be the nicest person just on earth. Too, yeah. just so nice, man. <laughs> he refuses to call me Matt. It's Mr. Sarah, but that's okay. You know? uh, it's okay. He's comfortable calling me. Yeah, man. man. So what time is John Anik calling in? Or I don't know. Uh, about 20 minutes we're going to call him. All right, him, so, well, yeah. let's talk about some fights, no? Yeah, I know what I'm going to do first. You got Tinkle? You bet I do. Tinkle time! After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price for savings of up to 700 bucks. Plus, take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value. That's $699 for free. You'll only find these deals during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. So don't miss your chance to start sleeping like a pro. Shop now at mattressfirm.com slash sale. There's nothing worse than being uncomfortable in bed. It's, it's horrible. You're not rested the next day. You suck at work. Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale is offering the best bed deal of the year. Save up to $700 when you get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price plus Take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details. What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. 
And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's Pull Up Podcast. Very special mini post-Game 7 episode of Pull Up, an epic Game 7 in Denver. 37 points back-to-back essentially close-out buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations. But most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Clay and Steph and a lot of transition. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. Don't forget to pull up. Subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. You know, um, congratulations to DC, not only on winning the belt, but on finally being named the number one pound-for-pound fighter. Um, You know, Demetrius Johnson's great. I mean, no, no one thinks Mighty Mouse is anything but great. But DC did it in different weight classes and just, you know. The caliber of competition, not taking nothing away from anybody that, right, that Mighty Mouse has fought or what he's done. But DC has, has fought the best of the best, and he's only lost to John Jones. I mean, that's it. And that's he's going to fight uh, Brock. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, uh, Brock is, I think, now entered the pool for testing. Yeah, he's eligible January 8th, I think, is the first time Brock is able to fight. So it'll yeah. probably take place around that. Yoel also. and DC are kind of going at it a little bit. Yoel said... Uh, on Twitter, congratulations to you for Saturday. I want to, and then the hashtag, see you soon, boy, with an I. Uh, give the people what they want to see me. And yeah, what is that? I-L-U. I love you. Oh, to a, I love you. Okay, 205 in New, uh, 205 in New York. DC uh, writes, or he replied, here's the deal. I never wrestled you, Al Romero, but in wrestling, he probably would have served me up. He's one of the great wrestlers of all time. But you don't fail a class and then get moved up a grade to the next one. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what I was about to say. Like, he, no matter what you thought of that decision, which I thought it was just, and, and I like you all a lot. I you thought you all did win it, but I, I, don't, I don't mind Whitaker winning it. Was it was very close. Yeah. But his karate you know, chop, oh, okay. you, can't, you can't go from getting, you know, dropping a decision, you know, getting an L, and then all of a sudden you move up to fight for the championship. It makes no sense. But he is smart know. to ask for. You're yeah. almost 40. He's got to ask. It's a t- That's a tough one, though, because I think that was a an unbelievable fight. And I, I was at that one. I really did yeah. think that Yoel, or at least it was a draw. You know what I mean? So, but at the same yeah. time, it's still yeah. a loss on, on paper. So he can't. Right. It, but I would still want to see it. Uh, listen, I want to see. I, I Brock Lesnar, for everything, you know, for all the... Uh, you know, for all the, what do you call that? The, Hype? Uh, theatrics? Theatrics, yeah. yeah. Oh, I said it right. I was worried I wasn't going to say it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now I brought attention that I thought I wasn't going to say it right, Jimmy. Doesn't matter. We'll edit that. Fix it in post. Yeah, it's, uh, it's out of That right. it's wrong? Yeah. Did I say it wrong? No, but the explanation after we... Okay, no, keep it going, though. Yeah. Because it's me. But now what was I talking about? Oh, <laughs> besides, I, I'm not into that because it's it's bullshit. Like, but, but people, whatever. I mean, He's such when, a he, when, he, when he walks in there and he pushes them and... It's just something like, I didn't oh, like. That. I don't like it. It's corny to me. But, but he is a legitimate like beast. I mean, the guy's a, gi- a giant. He's uh, a phenomenal amateur wrestler, which is the real wrestling. And uh, which you know what I mean? Sure. Uh, he's not just a fake wrestler. I mean, the guy a real knows wrestler. how to grapple, and the guy has beat good guys like Heath Hearing and Randy Couture. So Frank Mir. 
Frank Mir, and Mark so Hunt. He is a beast. He beat Mark Hunt, man, who people thought would knock him out. Right. Wait, did he get did he get popped for that one? That was the one he did. Yeah, yeah but let's, oh, yeah. Yeah. let's not count let's not yeah. count that All right, one. Fair enough, fair enough. I don't count that one. Okay. But I understand what you're saying, but I don't count it. But uh the other guys he did beat and uh fair and square. So I am excited for him to fight because he's big, he's explosive. You know, I believe he's younger than he's a little younger than him. No, I, think I think he's older. Uh, I don't know. I think Around the same close. age. Yeah, Rock forty. Let me see. Well, they're right there, but you know, styles make fights. So Brock, uh, Brock's forty-one. Yeah, so he's a little bit older. Is than he going to be able to hold down uh, DC and beat him up? I doubt it very much. But uh, but he's I a big guy. DC's a Florida guy that he's large. He's a big guy, so that it is going to be fun yeah. to watch. So yeah. I mean, I don't need. You know all the the WWF stuff. I don't WWE stuff. Yeah. I don't need that shit. I don't need the the fake stuff like him acting like. But that's just probably intimate at this point, you know. Yeah. And some people dig it. I mean, listen. DC rolled with it. He loved it. I mean, yeah. Listen, mic, DC you know? lo- loved it because yeah. he knows he's going to be doing well with this, right. <laughs> and he and he deserves it. He deserves a big payday like this to fight sure. Brock Lesnar, man. He does. We love shit, him. man. So hey, listen, I'm I'm happy for DC. And uh, and I love Steve Bay too. So, but I am. It is weird in, in this sport. No, you're happy for one guy. I mean, well, when you're happy for one guy, it's the other guy's worst nightmare. Well, when you when it's two guys you like as much yeah, as I like rough. those guys, it's difficult because it's hard to. I would have been just as happy if Steve Bay won because I like them both. They're nice dudes. So, I mean, that's what it is. When you know the fighters, you, it's hard to root for or against anybody. So you just kind of have to go with what you think could happen. Right. Hey, by the way, you didn't read. So Yoel responded to that DC reply on, and it was a great response. What did he say? Yoel wrote back. Uh, the last time somebody failed a grade and moved up a class, look, uh, looked like it worked good. DC, I see you soon, boy. And he posted a picture of uh, John Jones hitting with a head kick in the second fight. So, well, John Jones got popped for that one. Yeah, so I don't true. count it. Well, I we don't, don't fucking yeah. count it. He did get popped, but who knows what's going to happen with that? But yeah, but you knew that. Why? It's still the jury's it's still, still out. Yeah, jury's still out. Yeah, we got to see. They didn't How rule long on did that. Take yet? you cited a you cited a fucking new investigation. See, but the pre- here's the thing though. Like we. we Yes, it'd be ideal if USADA could figure stuff out in a couple of weeks. The problem is if John has a ton of supplements or he can't find the supplements he took, they they have to test so many different things just to see if they can try to find that showing up anywhere else. So USADA's got to find all the supplements, right? You know, test all the stuff. I mean, it ta- it does take a long time. Yeah, I guess especially it does. if he's going to be in his, you know. Who knows? But if it, if it comes back that yes, it was a tainted well, thing. When was the they fight really with DC? Sure. A year ago. Yeah, July I think fourteenth. So another year, another yeah. year. So he's fought twice in two years. Yeah, or once in two years. That fight was wild, though, man. No, so it's been about that a year. Was a long fight, uh, almost to the day. But before that, how long fought. was yeah, it? Yeah, I'm looking right now. Let me see. Um, it was the OSP fight, right? Yep. Let's see. And let's get back to the fight card from the yeah. Over the the OSP fight was April 23rd, 2016. Yeah, so he's fought two times since April of 2016. Yeah. Well, he's a freaking stud, and he's the two division champ. No, we so, about John Jones. What are you talking about? Jones. We were talking about John Jones. Oh, I'm back to I'm yeah. back to DC. All right, listen, can we get back no, to the DC fight this weekend? DC's, DC's a stud. Yeah, yeah he really listen, is. Listen, did we even talk about Chad Mendez and Miles Jury? No. Let's talk about. We already talked about Alpha Cat. Oh, no, but we didn't really talk. Not about really. That. We mentioned it. Uh, I it, I thought it I thought it went down pretty much how I I pictured it, except when when Cat got better as it went on. Yeah, and in the beginning when she was doing her kicks. When she was in her southpaw stance, she was leaving herself. Her head was right there to get hit with that right hand, and it did. Yeah. And I was like, "What the? What is she doing?" But she corrected it. Then she started switching stances, using her kicks better, well-timed takedowns that were executed beautifully. Right. 
And even though uh, Renault is tough on bottom and dangerous, Alf, you know, Cat was able to neutralize her attacks, and uh, it went pretty, uh, for the most part, the way I thought it would go. But congrats, man. She got emotional. She needed that. She was down a couple, she wasn't did. she? Yeah, yeah. I she, think it was three, actually. That was good. She man. beat it. Yeah, that's correct. She beat Amanda Nunes, and then she lost three, uh, three in a row, and then this is her first win in that's, like four years. Uh, you, yeah. you, you see it. You see it in her face afterwards, and uh, hopefully this gets her really right because that wasn't that wasn't an easy fight for her. No, Mary so, Reno's been on a good run too, and I hope that just just keeps that fire lit and burning, and and I want to see what's next for Cat because I want to. Hopefully, she's healthy and gets something soon. Yeah. Like, like don't don't go back on that bench now. You get, get to use that momentum. Right now, yeah, she called out Amanda Nunes basically saying, you know, yeah, well, she we might have unfinished to, business. She, she might have, yeah, and who wouldn't want to see that? But we should probably have to go through somebody first. Well, Nunes, right. what people want to see is Nunes Cyborg, and Amanda tweeted this a fit picture of herself signing a contract to fight Cyborg. Yeah, and Cyborg is saying that might happen in Dallas, I think, which would be, and she's saying that it would also be her last UFC. Well, fight. Cyborg was saying she wants to fight in Dallas, which is earlier than when Amanda wants to fight. This is all, you know, it's all them going back and forth on Twitter, so who knows what the real story is? But Amanda is is wants. To fight December 29th, the end of the year card, and Cyborg's annoyed about that because she doesn't want to go a year basically between fights because that was the last time she fought. Um, or no, well, whatever, but she's saying it'd be about a year, and so we'll see. Yeah, she's saying that might be her last fight because her contract's up in March, and blah blah blah. We'll see what ends up happening well, there. Congrats, the cat. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about uh, now. Matt had that properly. I had a second round submission. Matt did have that one right. Yeah, Matt had that 100% right. We Thank all you. had cat, we actually all had the same picks except for the main event. Okay. Uh, all right, let's go to uh, Chad Mendez. Yeah, and he's back. He's back after a couple of years. He did two years. Did the crime, paid the, and he did the time, and uh, and now he's looking awesome. He looked really good, I man. I Really enjoyed that, man. I, I think that Miles Jury did not use those long limbs to keep him at bay enough. No, he wasn't giving him anything to really worry about to keep him at bay. No. And the way he closed that distance, because I, you know, they they say things about these short guys, like, oh man, you know how. He's got to get close to him, but when you do get that close, that's where you have a lot of power. And, I mean, it goes. You could go look back at that DC fight because when he's in, cl- he hit him with Steve those Bay, short yeah. arms yep. in close. Woo, that's where it's really dangerous. A short, powerful punch. Short and powerful. Yeah, me. Look that's at me. you. Look, that's look how at we describe you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at me. I've been called that. <laughs> what? I've been called short and powerful. Yeah, you flipped that. Uh, I am so impressed with, with Chad. Mendes. I was too. Who knows? Maybe that break did him good. <laughs> you know he kind of I mean? said that when we talked to him. Yeah. Yo, yeah. you weren't, yeah, you weren't here for that conversation. Yeah. He oh. was saying like, he kind of didn't want to fight the, the suspension anyway. Cause he had already felt kind of burned out. He was like, I, I and he has a business he's running yeah. like celebrities who hunt with your, with people. So he was working on that and he was like, all right, whatever it is, it is. He had wanted to take a break anyway. How so old is he? I'm going to guess 34. Yeah, I think it is 34, 33. Let me say, hold on. I was going to say, because Chris usually says, I want to say, I was going to wait to see what he wanted to say, and then wait. He's 33, yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, And he's a guy that takes care of himself. So, hey, man, I I can't wait to see what's next for him. And Miles Jury, I believe, is a young guy, 27, 28. Uh, Miles is 29. Okay. But he's still a young guy. I was getting there. That's my next guess. But uh, he's still a young guy, and uh, hey, man, he got caught. And he's going to, I'm sure he'll learn from that. And and he's had some really good fights, and I'm sure he's going to have some more. So I want to see what's what's up with him too. But congrats to Chad. Who picked what with that? 
Uh, we all had Chad. Jim, you had him by third round submission. Matt, you had by decision, and I also had by decision. So oh, we didn't uh, get the finish, shit. but it's okay. But that's right. more Miles Jury. So now it's okay. none of us got Randy Brown, Nico Price. But first of all, <sighs> no. Uh, yeah, I mean that was a rough one. And, and I've never and seen anybody knocked out like that. I don't think anybody has been in the UFC quite like that. No, that there's been up a- kicks and stuff where guys get hurt and. But a hammer fist from open from the- guard leg work, where his, but his, if you see his foot, was hooked behind his neck, which was pretty cool. So it was coming, Jimmy. I'm trying. I can't reach the button in time. But I'll tell you, Randy did have a great first round. He did. Yeah, he did. And he hurt him with that knee that came up. Yeah, he did. And he just looked, and he wasn't doing bad the second round. No. He was taking away the leg lock. I, I had guys attacking his legs. And he was taking it away. And they always say it's the shot you don't see that hurts you. And I think he, it, it's just, it might have got him by surprise. If you watch where they landed, it was like jaw, jaw, temple. It was like, it, they were all, everything was on the right spot. Yeah. So, and he had some good leverage on that. And listen, I, Randy Brown will be back. He showed, he showed, it's not like he just went in there and got steamrolled. I mean, he was winning the fight. He did great. Well, he was in a good position when he got finished. He was in a good position. He was on top when he, when he got finished. Yeah. Um, This Nico Price, uh, I'll tell you, he is an impressive, he's a wacky guy. And I like that. It, it, his fighting, it it matches his personality. Can we watch that finish again? Let's watch the finish. Uh, But he's a very, I'm going to say unorthodox in a sense where, He's dangerous everywhere, and he was looking for a leg lock. He doesn't get taken out. Like, look, he got dropped with that knee, and he came back that second round, and he, he's just a game fighter, man, who seems in shape, well-rounded. Who does he train with, uh, Nico? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm going to have to check. Look at the shape he's in, too. Both of these guys are in phenomenal shape. I've never seen a guy. I mean, Randy is on top so of he's, him. Yeah, he's looking for the leg, and Randy's keeping the weight on him. He's controlling the far leg, and he's doing some decent grounding pound on top. This is about four minutes in the second round. And he's and he's taking away. He's not. He's not. And Randy's hitting him, too. He's punching. Randy's doing well. And he gets up, and he. And he uh, now, look, he hooks his left foot behind, and then it was so fast. Wow. And he hits him with the left hand across the side of his face. Do it face. again really quick. Let me see he it again. Just, and it didn't even look like he had, the leverage was not great. Do it great. again. Wait, hold on. I'm sorry, Jimmy. I didn't mean to cut you off. The leverage is just not good when he's Let's look at punching. the strikes. Yeah. So he hooks his head. Look at him hooking the head with his left foot. And that's... Wow. It was three to four on the jaw and then one to the temple. He pulled I mean, that head down a little bit? Is that what he did? He hooked. He had like this one leg trapped where, where Randy's sitting on the one leg and his other leg was on Randy's neck. So it's not he's so Randy's not in danger right now. He knows where that leg is. If it's on his neck, it's not wrapped around his leg. So he's not getting leg locked. Right. So he's looking to keep his base and work him over some more. But in an instant, his leg that was that was that he was controlling Randy hooks the back of his neck. So then he just hammer fist him. It was so fast. Yeah. So fast. I mean and it was. Do you think that contributed to the knockout? Is Randy's the other side of Randy's head kind of caught between the fist and the uh, the ankle or the bone of the foot? Like it, it was. was that, I wonder if that contributed to it at well, all. Well, I think it was controlling his head from if you if he normally would hit him with a hammer fist, his head has some leeway. Oh, he would have shot back. It right. could shot back. It's almost like a ground the pound, or if your face is uh, up against the cage and it's nowhere to go, there's no give. That's right. So when he hit him with that. It's almost like a push-pull where he had his neck and then he almost pulling into it. That was nasty. Really, I mean, Nico Price, he's always got fun fights. Yeah. And this was a fun fight for both guys. And Randy has the right attitude. I, I seen his Instagram post. And 
And he, and he realized that he was more than in that fight. He was doing great. What did he say on Instagram? It's kind of a, you, you can get to it. Who's Randy, Randy Brown? Well, I mean, he, he said something. I mean, it might be a little long. I don't know if it's too long. You can look at it. But uh, I don't know if I read it. And it was basically saying how, you know, things were going his way until they weren't. They <laughs> were. Know? That's the thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, and he gave much respect to Nico, said he was a gentleman. And, yes. and then he said that hopes to see him again. Listen, Randy's a fighter, man. And he did look good. Man, did he look good. In the first round, yeah. Woo! That, and those knees come up out of nowhere. He's lanky. He was, but he was doing well on bottom, too, in the second round. On, I mean, on the floor, I should say. Taking away the leg locks. He did take away that leg. But most guys don't really protect against that. Being hammer-fisted while you're in a dominant position and the guy's on his back. I mean, you look out for it, I'm sure, but I literally have never seen that before. I, mean, I don't think we've ever seen a stoppage quite like that. No, so. I feel like I there was one, and I mean I'm not going to be able to like remember what it was, but I remember somebody landing hammer fist on like a weird angle. But that that was yeah. crazy. I mean, there's no way you could even prepare for that. No, you know was, that was going to happen, man. And no, uh, that was something, dude. But uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh Nico trains out of uh, Florida. On. He's at Futures Mixed Martial Arts, which he co-owns. And he has his Muay Thai coach, Jeremiah Rodriguez. He's, so he's like in one of those mom and pops. Like he's doing yeah. his own thing. He's not yep. on a super team or anything. No. Hey, man, listen. What's his record? Sorry, we, love, we love Randy Brown. Yeah. But uh, Nico Price is another guy. Nico's I mean, a killer. I want to see what's next for him because he only has uh, one loss. Yeah, he moved up to 12 and 1. Yeah. Wow. What was his one loss? Uh, that was see. recently. Too. What's his name? Who was that? Shit. Yeah, uh, Vicente Luque hit him with a Darsh choke. I caught him, huh? Yeah. That's, where's that guy been? He's fought. He fought pretty recently, actually. Let me How see. Do you do? Up. Uh, he be he knocked out Chad Laprez in May. What's his What's fight. his record? He's thirteen six and one draw. The one that well, who was his name? No, it was back in the day. He had a. I mean, what's his Two thousand ten against Rodrigo. Medeiros. No, who are we was talking about? Oh, oh, Vicente Luque. That's what I wanted. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Where's um, uh, John Anik? What time are we getting him? Uh, we can call him in t- two minutes. Oh, yeah. What, do you want to talk about? Do you want to wait and talk about the Dennis Bermudez fight? Did or I no? fart? Yeah. Yes, I did. Did you fart? No. I smell something. What no. are you doing? Oh, now it's in your pocket. Just relaxing. Who's down your <laughs> pants before? My dick itched. I just scratched the helmet. Stop. You on, asked. Jimmy. All right, dick itched, I scratched it. Get back on the, uh, the card, please. Sure. And now Dennis Bermudez... Oh, oh, man. Now wait, hold on a second. None of us had that. Didn't one fight? Didn't one judge give thirty twenty seven to Glenn? Tell me, uh, it wasn't two judges? Well, twenty nine, twenty eight, twenty eight, twenty nine. Yeah, no, they, 30, it, 20, it was a thirty. Yes, thirty twenty seven, twenty nine, twenty eight. Who the fuck gave thirty twenty seven to Rick Glenn? I don't know. There was a couple of of. But who could have done that? That second round when he took him down twenty. How many times did he take him down that second round? Uh, oh, I don't know. I mean, There's lazy much, judges, man. But he had Once six takedowns, lazy. which a lot of them came in that second round, right? Bermudez. And then, I, listen, the first round was the closest. Yep. I'd have to see the third round again before I say it's a total robbery. But I remember clearly thinking, all right, cool, man. Dennis uh, Bermudez got that one. Yeah, I thought, you know, he, he, I thought he won the fight. Oh, I thought he won the fight. I did too. Am I, but I don't want to feel like, oh, man, I know Dennis. I don't want to be like biased, but... What do you guys think? No, I thought he did also. Yeah. I, I, that's why I was asking you before the I show. I was shocked, yeah. man. I was like, It was man. a good fight. It was close. But you know but what I sucks about this for, for Bermudez is I feel he's got a couple of fights like that. Like, the, Well, this is the third split decision But his in fight a with Darren Elkins. Wow, I remember when he yeah. fought Darren Elkins. Yep. It was one that could have went either way. I have to watch it again, but I remember thinking, oh, man, that was close. Like, mm-hmm. I thought it would have, you know? So, and then the, so he has some fights that are real razor thin, man. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, this fight, I mean, I don't know, dude. I, I, I'd have to watch that third round again. What, I, but I'm pretty sure 
I'm like, no, Dennis has this. I, I'm not being like, all right, it might come down to this third round if they give that first round to Glenn. That's what I was thinking. And I remember thinking after that third round, okay, he's he's got it. And I guess he, I was wrong. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I thought I thought he had no. it also. Yeah, he's only the third fighter in history to lose three straight split decisions, which is incredibly frustrating for him. I, don't, I have no idea who the other Oh, two really? Are, but, they yeah. were three split? Yeah, man. Yeah. Listen, dude, I've had some fights like that where they, I thought they should have went to me, and I know how that feels, and... You know, you know in your heart you didn't lose, or you feel. I mean, the guy didn't. He wasn't beaten. I mean, I don't know. I just think he's too good a fighter to be on a, a three a three fight slide. You know, right? Oh, you know who who else has had three straight split decisions? John Vellante. Oh yeah, I just googled it. Yeah. Well, losses. Yeah, he lost wow. three straight split decisions. But again, that's you know a it's couple weird. of those two Long Island guys. Yeah, you know. But hey, man. I mean, and, and, and listen. Props to Rick Glenn. Tough yeah. guy. And it's not like he's no lemon on the floor. He was doing good down right. there too. But I just thought that that Dennis was a little more dominant, man. And some of those takedowns are really cool. But thirty to twenty-seven. No, thirty twenty-seven. That's insane. Right? Who? What judge would do that? Dude, you see these lazy Boo! judges sometimes, like once in a nah, while. I fucking know they deserve that. The judge. That, yeah. Whoever gave the thirty twenty-seven, that is fucking. It's lazy. It's fucking lazy. Yeah, all of them. Well, but then also earlier the Alex Volkanovsky Darren Elkins fight, which I don't know if you guys saw or not, but. That was 30-27 one judge and then 29-28, but it, it felt like Volkanovski won all three rounds. So it's like it he's goes looking, both ways. He's looking good. Yeah, and I was telling Jim. What is his he, record? Uh, I'll look it up. He, I think he's on a 15-fight win streak. Oh, but he, wow. He tore something in his rib, like warming up for the fight and came out, didn't pull out of the fight. There's video. He's 18-1. and one. Yeah, he's won uh, 15 fights in a row now. In the UFC? he's He's got five straight in the UFC. On these, hasn't lost in the UFC. Has, five and oh in the UFC, 15 Who did he fight before row. this? Uh, Jeremy Kennedy, he knocked him out, punches and elbows. Give me the other ones. Uh, Shane Young, he has a unanimous decision win over. Uh, Mizuto Hirota decision, and Yasuki Kasuya, a I knockout. I think it's time to uh, up the ante with this, with this, with this guy. Sure, yeah. Let's give him some. He call, I mean, he called out Chad Mendes, so. Oh, he did? He did, yeah. Ooh. Well, listen, I, I mean, skilled, skilled. And where is he coming from? No, oh, I just close it. Um, I don't know. Hold on. Ah, you want to say what? Uh, no, I didn't say. I want to say. Uh, well, he fights out of New Zealand. I'm pretty sure he's Australian. That's funny. I was playing my vibe last yeah, Australia. night, and I was playing. They, they call those guys Kiwis. What do they call uh, them? New Zealanders? Yes, yeah, so Kiwis. <laughs> I was playing with two Kiwis on there. They call them. No, very good. Yeah, I don't know. It's not a big story, but they were talking in that language, and I'm like, "Hey, where are you guys from?" He's like, "Where you're from? You got an accent. I can't do it as New Zealand." Thing. That's perfect. And you like it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you like it as much as Longo's uh, uh, Christopher Walken. Oh my God, that sounds great. You like Longo's Christopher Walken? Amazing. It's awful. Uh, you know who I think he trains with Volkanovsky? I'm pretty sure Stylebender, uh, Israel Adesanya. I think they, they come from the same gym, or at least they've tra- oh, trained yeah? with each other. Yeah, out of Australia. Yep. Um, you want to well, call John Anik? We can talk about the main Yeah, event. let's talk about that, and we'll talk about a couple more fights with him. Yeah. And then put those fights back up, because you got it stuck on the Dennis Bermudez thing. Yeah. You know? It's, yeah. th- it's throwing me off, to be honest. Jimmy, it's good to see you again, Jimmy. You too, buddy. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get back on my diet now. I'm back home. It's hard. I ate like a Thank shit you. last night, too. It's I've difficult. Eating, I've been eating a little good. Be, well, I got some pizzas during the fight, but a whole wheat pizza. Okay. Hey, John, how are you? It's Matt and Jim. What's up, John? What's up, fellas? How is everything? I'm doing well, all things considered. How are you guys doing? Good, good. We were just talking about the uh, the uh, the card, the Boise card. Um, what did you think of uh, Bermuda's 
A 30-27 from one of those judges. I thought across the board this was about as bad a night as the judges have had collectively when you can have 99% of the masses feeling pretty strongly about seeing something and the three scorecards, or at least two of which that really matter, could have different opinions. But, yeah, no, that's outrageous. I mean, where do we start, right? I mean, we could just go fight by fight. Um, you know, no bathroom breaks mid round guys, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. Uh, you know, I think a lot of us have solutions, you know, canceling noise, getting at least five judges, uh, which Joe Rogan has talked about for years. But, you know, I just don't know that collectively there's a way for the UFC to sort of get a hold of the judging and get that control over the commission. So this ain't going away. The 3027 is what really got sure. me with that. I'm like, man, if they want to do it, like, I had two rounds, but 3020, how could you give that second round to, to Rick Glenn? I, I don't know. I get I, yeah. I was shocked. Hey, yeah, hey no, I, oh, go ahead, Johnny. No, I just, I, I, I thought too. I mean, if you look at, at even the referee in the Saeed Namagomedov, Justin Stoggins fight, Namagomedov gets a position on the ground, starts throwing punches, and they stand him up right away. Oh, I hate that shit. I mean, you don't need to be watching the score for, for 10 years or five years to know that that's not what the referee's paid to do. Do you think sometimes they respond to crowd noise? I think once in a while a ref will hear booing. And then they see somebody, uh, you know, who's uh, not advancing as far as they, as fast as they think you should, and they just stand them up. It's almost like they shut the crowd up. Right. I mean, it's easy for me to sit here, right, and not have that job and criticize. But yeah, I mean, I think there's some human nature that comes into it. I just don't understand why a judge would ever have any noise other than white noise in their ears when they're watching these fights. There's no reason that we can do tomorrow. You know what I seen on Instagram, which I like. It's a great picture of when DC. Uh, won the, his fight and he's got his arms up and it looks like he's looking right at you and you got your arms up outside of the cage standing up. You know that picture I'm talking about, John Attic. Oh, uh, well, I know. We locked eyes for a second. I hopefully he won't <laughs> deny that. But no, I mean, it's, he's a spe- special human being, as you guys know. There and it is. to see him break through like that and to see it come to the surface that maybe he didn't put that much stock into his light heavyweight championship nor his ability to defend it three times, that this was the breakthrough moment for him. This was the Olympic gold. You know, it's, it's amazing uh, to see him exhale the way he did. And, uh, yeah, we're all just very happy for him. And I also think, too, a lot of us have known that despite the body fat percentage, this is one of the most elite athletes on the roster and that he was very much capable of doing what he did last weekend. So, yeah, needless to say, very happy uh, – for our guy, and uh, he's got commentary gigs coming up, so he better get focused. I was a little nervous for him when I saw him walk in, because again, you knew he was fighting 40 pounds heavier or something that he normally <laughs> does, and he looked heavy, and you're like, oh, man, I hope he yeah. gets cardio. And, and again, he's such an amazing athlete, but uh, again, I don't think anybody saw him knocking out Stipe in the first round. I don't think anybody saw it ending like that. Yeah, certainly not the round one component to it, but if you do take DC and his coaches at their word, Rosendo Sanchez and everybody else, they, they were finishing guys and felt like he was very much capable of this type of finish. Um, but, yeah, the fact that it came early, I think, was unforeseen by everybody. But uh, I think they just put a lot of stock into what they do. And the other thing, too, is DC's fight IQ and his, his competitive spirit. You know, it's hard to put into context what he's done in sort of an American sports lexicon, but I've seen a lot of athletes, and, Jim, I know you had a not this guy is a very special competitor, and it may sound trite, but his ability to sort of rise to the occasion. Uh, you know, we said on our show that if he, if he was on the wrong end of the eye poke, you know, D.C. 
would have made sure he was right before he got right back in. You know, he's gamesmanship. He just uh, he doesn't let the moment get away from him. And I thought that sort of competitive nature was going to, you know, do him well in the fight, and it certainly did. What did you? Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say, both you guys t- talking about like he looks a little chubby. I just watched an old clip of him fighting Jeff Munson. So they show them. I saw it somewhere on Instagram. They have like a little clip of him weighing in him and Jeff Munson. Now Jeff Munson, for people that don't know who that is. Uh, he used to fight back in the day in the UFC. He was an Abu Dhabi, powerful grappler. He looks, he's got tattoos all over, and he looks like a, a He-Man figure, just huge and strong. And then you look, at, and this was this was way back in the day when they fought. And then you look at uh, you Daniel Cormier, and back then, I, I swear he was heavier than he was now. That was he heavyweight? Looked, this was heavyweight. He never, he never lost that heavyweight. And if you'd see him on the scale, if you saw both these guys, you'd go, oh, Look at this fat guy. He looked he yeah. looked chubby. He looked really chubby. And he went out there throwing high kicks and he could oh. move. That's Jeff Munson right there. We're showing pictures. Yeah, is there any video Jimmy. of them? If you see a video of those two, and uh again, that fight was probably ages ago. But he could move for a big for being he he could move being chubby. And I kind of yeah. that's why yeah. that's more, I like him more for that. <laughs> I no, I, I think we all do. I mean, I don't know how you couldn't be endeared to that uh, as a fat kid, right? I even remember Jim Norton <laughs> talking about got to wear those small T-shirts, right? Every time I squeeze into a medium, Jimmy, I'm thinking of you. But if DC gets knocked out, if DC gets knocked out by Stipe, you know, people are coming in saying he's heavy, and, you know, he was too slow in the yeah. pocket, you know. So I think the narrative changes on a dime. But I do think if DC and Stipe fought 10 times, DC wins seven or more. You know what it is, too? It's just when you see a guy who's, again, 39, going up to fight a guy who is the heavyweight champion, that, to me, is where the weight made me nervous for him. Because, again, DC's cardio is so good. He trains with Kane. There's no doubt about his ability. It was just after a certain amount of time when you're putting that on and you have to fight a guy who has been fighting at the same weight for a long time and, and murdering everybody. Uh, that's what concerned me. But, yeah, DC's one of those guys. It's like Fedor. Fedor was never ripped. You know, certain guys are just never going to look ripped. Um, and, yeah, you could see back then. Yeah, you're right. DC's a barrel kind of guy. He's a, he's a stocky <laughs> dude. Wait, now, um, John, what would you say now? You said that out of 10 times, 7 win. He thinks DC would win 7 out of 10 times against Stipe. Oh, is that what you said? Yeah, I mean, I think he's yeah. the better fighter, and I think he was very convicted in that. I think he's the, the better athlete. Yeah. Uh, and I think he wins seventy percent of that matchup. Probably, I don't know. We're actually no, watching Munson. With- sorry, we're watching Munson DC as we talk to you. And uh, in the <laughs> first round, DC just threw a right leg kick, which literally almost spun Munson around. He really is just a smart, great fighter. And, and I'm happy for him that he got knocked up again. I don't know what it means to these guys, but number one pound for pound, he certainly deserves it. And DC's ready to go right out of the shoot. Right? Look at the last John Jones fight, even with an uppercut very early on in the fight, knocked his mouthpiece out. But he's ready to go right out of the shoot. And for a lot of athletes, you know, I don't know how you were, Matt, fight to fight in terms of how quickly you started. But DC's ready to go. He gets by those mental demons. And as soon as they touch gloves, he's, he's on point. What do you think uh, what happened with Brock at the end of that fight? Well, I think it, it escalated maybe a little bit further than some people would have liked with the shove. I think DC, uh, as the foremost pro wrestling fan on the roster of UFC fighters, was a little bit taken aback at maybe just how strong Brock was with the push. But even if Brock Lesnar wasn't in the building, Daniel Cormier was calling out Brock Lesnar. So I don't know that the big picture narrative changed at all. Uh, DC loves the WWE, has a lot of respect for what Brock accomplished in that realm uh, as a collegiate wrestler, as a UFC champion who defended his title. And 
DC likes money too and has children, right? Uh-huh. So, so I just feel like DC was going to go in this direction. And man, if he hasn't earned it, you know? Well, to see DC going, Brock Lesnar coming. You're, I guess I didn't realize he liked WWE so much, but it makes sense now that you say that. He looked happy. Uh, he probably, he probably <laughs> didn't mind Brock shoving him. He knows that even though people are like, oh, it's wrestling, that still is going to get people interested in now they're talking about Brock and DC. Oh, for sure. DC goes to like WrestleMania every year. I mean, God love him. He does, I mean, right? That's his, he's, he's all about it. Uh, and this is a fight that obviously had tremendous appeal for him, I would think, in a dream scenario for a long time, but... They would talk about John Jones and Brock Lesnar and put out a betting line for John Jones and Brock Lesnar when neither was eligible to compete. So for DC to potentially realize this fight, um, you know, he should be calling Brock and telling him to stay clean and toe that line. You know, I, I honestly, uh, I have a lot of respect for Jones, but I think DC has a better shot against Brock. I, I think that's a better matchup for DC. That even though Jones is such a great fighter, I think on the ground with Brock on top of him, DC has a better chance of surviving that onslaught than, than John would. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I'd also say, too, if DC fought Alexander Gustafson 10 times, I think that's 5-5, right? Like, I thought the Stipe fight was a better matchup for DC than Gustafson is down a division. So, yeah, I I definitely think that that what you said is true. And I I just think DC and Brock, big picture, is competitive on paper. I mean, on merit, I'd like to see Curtis Blades get the opportunity, but I'd also like to see my 39-year-old friend um, get wealthy, right? And I think he's earned it. You made a good point with Gustafson. I, I kill, I kill everybody. Alexander. Can I say Alexander? <laughs> AG. <laughs> AG. You had a good point with AG. No, you really do. Because, you know, it, or it might just be that DC's just better at welt, at, at welterweight, at heavyweight. I mean, he never lost. Who knows what that weight cut did to him? And he looked awesome at, 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 uh, at light heavy. But who knows what that weight could have done to him? He never lost at 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 uh, heavyweight and that's somebody that should that's really it was really overlooked before this fight because everybody's like look at look at stipe on this i mean he's a, he's a freight train he's blowing through all these all these guys he's knocking them out and but but dc never ever lost to that and that weight he might just be a different guy at that weight so i you know I, i'm excited i am excited for the I, I could deal without all the theatrics but i don't mind it because it will be a fun yeah, fight but i do i am looking forward to that fight though you know, and I am happy, super happy for DC because he is such a good guy. Who and, doesn't like that guy? And I'm a big Curtis Blades fan too. What what is his record, John? Do you know, I don't know what it is offhand, but I know he's won six in a row. He's been favored in every one of his UFC fights, and you guys know I don't have to tell you Vegas is always right. Uh, and he's just kind of deserving. And I thought too in his last fight against Alistair Overeem, he did what you need to do to get a title shot. Right? He went out and he he plastered the guy's face with like scars for life. You know, and that's what you need to do in those title eliminator type situations. But, you know, he's not blind to the fact that this fight was on the horizon. And again, I just think a big part of this is DC loves this angle, you know, and a steep Bay rematch, at least financially, doesn't have have any upside, nor does a Blades fight really financially for DC. So the, the, it's the time and the place and it's right sure. now. And I think it's going to be interesting if, if Shogun wins this weekend, if DC indeed drops back down, because he made a lot of good points, you know. The week the accompanying 25 minutes potentially, nothing easy about it at, at 39 or otherwise. So it's a lot of different layers to D.C. right now, but the ball's certainly in his corner. Johnny, what do you think's next for Francis? <laughs> what do you, what, what's next for him now? Who do you, think's you know, think is next for him? 
some suggested you give him sort of a, a Stefan Struve, Marcin Tabora fight. I bring those names up because they're fighting this weekend. Somebody oh. coming off a loss potentially. Uh, you know, a confidence-building type fight. But you guys know there are no guarantees. No. Tabora would certainly take exception to that statement. So, but I think somebody in that, you know, lower half of the top 15. Um, but he's just got to get the confidence back. That's the thing. I mean, you can give him a less dangerous opponent, but uh, that staring contest, I, I still don't know what to make of it. You know, a week out. I mean, what do you mean? Sorry. Well, I still, I, I understand he was reserved, but it still doesn't make logical sense how they, they could be historically inactive. And relative to the expectations going in, it's the singular worst fight in UFC history. Oh, you mean that. the fight? I'm sorry, buddy. I thought you meant something yeah. in the in the in the, uh, in the weigh-ins or the. Sta- mm-hmm. uh, sorry, I, I misunderstood. Oh, sorry. You. Okay, sorry. I would like to know, and I want to go back and I want to listen to it. Is the corner? I want to hear the corner of both Derek Lewis, and I want to hear the corner of Francis, and I want to see what they were saying in that last round. That's what I want to hear, because. Mm-hmm. They have to say, look, man, you haven't done anything for 10 minutes. Yeah. So now it's not a question of you getting tired. You have five minutes. You got to go out there guns blazing. You're embarrassing everybody, yourself, everybody that's your team, the sport. You got to pull the fucking trigger, Jimmy. Oh, right? Man, uh, Johnny, I get, I get worked up, Johnny. I wish I was in that corner. <laughs> I hit him with a fucking bucket. I'm sorry. Uh, All right, I'm back. Yeah, no, I, that, you know what? You make me want to go to Fight Pass and look back at that because both of them have skills, right, and aren't inherently low-output fighters. I mean, I know Derek Lewis has countered as a style at times, but, um, man, I don't know, and especially to the Black Beast, and I, and I understand he came out the better in this equation, but yeah. he was the guy who really wanted that fight, and I know his back was an issue and other things, but I, I really... You know, I felt like he was going to really try to put an exclamation point on his sort of contendership, and, and he certainly didn't. A terrible fight for Lewis again. He, but he, I love Lewis because he admits it when he stinks and, and yeah. or, or, or when his fight stinks. Ngannou's a different story, um, you know, because Ngannou again, I like Ngannou's honesty, where he said, uh, you know, I was still carried over my fear from the last fight. Like most fighters won't admit that they underestimated an opponent. Most fighters won't admit that they were uh, carrying over fear. But I, I don't know if it's his camp, but I've heard rumors that he will he doesn't really like to wrestle and he's not necessarily training with heavyweights. And I've mentioned that before because I heard the rumor floats around. And if that's what he's doing to keep his confidence up, he's doing himself a terrible, terrible disservice. Wow. No, I mean that's interesting. If true, it's that's a lot to digest. Uh you know, we've heard certainly guys who talk about trying to stay true to what got them there and, and not necessarily trying to become something they're not at relative stages of their career. But it's not like Derek Lewis is some takedown artist. I mean, I think he's maybe has the best ground and pound uh, in the division once he gets you there in terms of force. But, yeah, a lot of sort of weird issues with Ngannou because a lot of his training, I would think, would at least be rooted in being able to go a hard 15 minutes. And I don't know. You know, I'm no conspiracy theorist, but that was just a weird watch for all of us. It really was. And when you look at, uh, like, we we just talked to Sage before you, and I mentioned the Ngannou fight, and you look at a guy like Sage goes to Alpha Male, and the way his, 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 he's fighting off his back, he's so active. He's like a, a remarkably different-looking fighter than he was a year ago uh, or, or, or two years ago. And now you look at Ngannou, and it's like almost nothing has changed. And it's like if nothing is changing, it's either your mentality or, the, or your trainers, because you have to adjust. When you, when you see the level of competition, I mean, you can't do the same thing against Derek Lewis that you, that you did against Stipe. 
Right. Good news for him. You know, he only had one camp with John Wood at Syndicate MMA, so you'd like to give John the benefit of the doubt and see if he can get results with another camp stacked upon this one. Um, and you can't go down, right? There's only one way to go. But, uh, man, that first round, of, he's always compelling, and you guys, you know, sort of got ahead of the curve when it came to Francis Ngannou, but imagine how compelling his next minute of UFC action is going to be. Like, what are you going to do? It's going to be wild. Yeah, it's, it's, it's how much of it is in his head because sometimes, again, Ronda lost and then you saw she came back against Amanda and had an even tougher time. Sometimes, uh, you know, if somebody has a tough fight, I, I think it can do a lot of damage to them and other people just kind of bounce right back. Like, Stipe is not a guy uh, who you see as being... Because uh, I don't think Stipe sees himself as irrationally invincible. Like, he knows he was the best fighter on the planet, but I think he's more of a, of a, of a technically thinking guy um, and his confidence isn't necessarily destroyed by a loss. He'll probably look at that and go, oh, okay, I got to work on this, or hey, look, he just caught me. Fuck it. Right. Yeah, I think the latter, just that I can catch him. And Steve Bay probably thinks he beats DC seven out of ten times. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think he'll be able to get past that roadblock, and Ghana will be able to. But I don't know, you know, maybe there was a bad knockout in training. I mean, there's a lot that stays undercover. Um, but there's some fear in there that I think extends beyond the conditioning, for sure. So we'll see if he can... Get it right, but yeah, I, I think they'll match make him very cautiously, though, for sure. What did you think of uh, JDS against uh, Blagoya Ivanov? You know, I think this show in Boise gave us so many different things to talk about. We talked about the judging, and Sage Northcutt obviously was the biggest storyline, I think, for yeah. me and Chad Mendez. You know, main event was okay. I, I think, as a lot of people echoed on the post-fight show, would have liked to maybe have seen Dos Santos do more with the showcase, although Ivanov is one of the tough motherfucker. I think you can say that here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think they're looking for more. I think if JDS, he knew he wasn't in a position to call for a fight with him right? without a finish. Uh, and that's why I just think what Curtis Blades did is so important. Um, so yeah, it left a little bit to be desired, but I thought the rest of the show certainly made up for that. I mean, Nico Price, I think you get one finish like that. I mean, I'm all in for seven hours. Yeah. I mean, that was, I, I we were talking about that earlier and, and Randy Brown was looking really good before that. I mean, you got to give him, I mean, do his, yeah. his credit i mean he that first round was great and that second round he was doing the right thing yep. he was taking away he was keeping the weight on the leg taking away the other leg and then the, i'll tell you that nico price really is a he's a he's his his inside his, his the way he fights is it matches his personality it's like wacky you know what i mean yeah he's a wild card he really is i i think he's a little bit of a dark horse there's something very violent about the way he puts people away and, and he's a creative guy and you're right i mean the fighting style absolutely dovetails with the guy walking the streets now have you ever seen matt and i could not think of another case have you ever seen anybody finished from the bottom with a hammer fist like that no i think they, they were saying that he was first or second uh maybe Second, maybe to do it off of his back with strikes in that way, the first with, with the hammer fist. And just the way, I'm no technician, but the way he curled his foot yes. behind Randy's, I mean, insane. That took away, because, you know, if you get hit with a shot, your head can go back a little bit. That took, right. that held the head in place. It's like somebody yeah. having a hand behind your neck holding your head. Right. You're telling somebody me. else hammer fist you. <laughs> yeah. Like, Jimmy, if I grab your neck like this and I start fucking hammer fisting you, that's going to suck. Sure would. Compared to just normally hammer fisting. <laughs> nah, either one Jimmy, I'm sorry for grabbing you. You're looking at me weird now. Why? Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't I, my neck. He grabbed my throat. <laughs> Matt's a bully. <laughs> Jay, Johnny, how's your podcast going with Kenny Florian and, and, the, and the Ray Longo Minute? It's good, man. I mean, we talked to Longo this morning. He doesn't have air conditioning in his office, so he was 
sweating bullets. He probably lost two and a half pounds, so he was happy because he's trying to lose weight. Uh, But no, it's good. You know, it's nice to have an outlet, obviously, uh, because this Boise show, which, uh, you know, it's a tough act to follow UFC 226, and yet this Boise show gives us so much content. So it's nice to have that outlet, be able to cuss a little bit, have fun with my man Ken Flo, who I go back a ways with. So uh, it's good. You know, we're not doing... uh, we're not doing Jim Norton, Matt Sarah numbers, but we're, we're the little engine that could. You know? Well, I want to jump on soon. And before I forget, listen to me. Congratulations. You caught up to me with kids. Hunter oh, Anik is now uh, in the world. And uh, that's that's a beautiful thing, man. Yes, <laughs> you deserve you. applause thank for your newborn. Yes, you do. Congratulations. Uh, well, thank you, Jim. We're, we're in it right now. I mean, I, I don't like newborns, I'll tell you that. You know, But we're three <laughs> weeks in. Um, we're climbing along. And, uh, you know, we're outnumbered, but... but I got a great wife, you know. I mean, you can't marry the the wrong woman, you know. You cannot marry the wrong woman, whatever you do. Oh, trust and, me. Uh, I, I know. I I'm with you with that, Johnny. It's not going to work because I have some friends. I've seen people married to the wrong woman. It's fucking, oh, I almost, it's frightening. I, mean, I, I almost proposed to the wrong woman, you know. Oh, man. So. Me too. Yeah, be wow. careful out there, she's, gentlemen. She, and I know. She's listening right fly. now and she's, she's uh, hating your podcast right now and everything else about you. <laughs> <laughs> your ex no i'm listening listen it's good to dodge a bullet with that shit isn't it johnny i did the oh, same no thing doubt. no doubt <laughs> but uh yeah but you did you caught up to me with kids the first six to you know the deal johnny the first six to seven months is like ah oh, they're just sitting here then they start getting their personalities and then it's a lot of it's a, a, a lot of fun my my wife wanted a, another one a fourth and yeah. i said oh let's let's talk about it I'm like, oh, Sarah, honey, I'll give it some consideration. I'll just fuck that, Johnny. I'm out with that. Oh. <laughs> I got three three kids and I'm out. I don't need a I mean, listen, you have two girls and a boy, right? Yeah, but you you talking about a fourth when I got a three week old, it like it's like a rib shot. I just literally lost my appetite as you said that. Fourth. No. <laughs> right off was too much. My wife couldn't she's like, But you knew I wanted a big fish. I go, What? We have one. We there's five of us. Yeah. <laughs> talking about <laughs> You know, oh, we're at man. the Red Rock. We're hanging out. All right, John. Look, always great talking to you. You're doing such a great job. Um, love listening to you, and I love when you're calling a fight. Yeah, so I love running into you, Johnny. Well, thank you, guys. You know I love chopping it up with you, and uh, hopefully we can have you guys on our podcast separately. I got a lot of I got a lot of non-MMA questions for Jim Norton. I got to get to on a different platform. So. Uh, anytime, buddy. I will be. Uh, love to come on. Maddie, love you, buddy. Thank awesome, you. Awesome, man. Thanks. Right. Thanks, Take, Johnny. See Take you, John. Care, bro. Great John Anik. Yeah, John's great, fun, uh, man. Play-by-play, play, I guess. He's a good, yeah, good he's energy, great. good dude, man. I've hung out with him before, and uh, I like John a lot, man. Yeah. Just a nice guy. I Listen, you know what I noticed when I was there the other day, Jimmy? I, what do I say? I'm asking you again. I should just tell you what I noticed. Tell me. We're almost out of here. Is this your new, that's your version of, I want to say. Is what, when I ask you, you asked, something yeah. just to get the conversation going? Sure. Yeah. Well, well, listen. Uh, maybe, maybe it is, okay. but it's just such a good time, man. I've got, I get so much love from all the, see, I know the UFC people for so long, the brass, everybody's been around all the other fighters. It's like, cause you know, you just used to seeing them every how many right. months and I, for, for years. So when I run into like the Uriah Favors and, and all the other guys, nice seeing him, oh yeah. man, I just, I just, it's like a reunion, man. Well, I, I get along with like 99% of the people, 99, like 0. 0.9. That's true. You know, you're very personable. Uh, well, you know, Jimmy. All right, guys. Listen, I had a great time. I feel we're back, 
And I think we talked about everything. Jimmy, there's nothing else to talk about. You can see me uh, in Montreal. I'm going to be doing the 25th and 28th. I have two headline shows up there. Just go to jimnorton.com for tickets if you're a Canadian fan. Uh, Hilarities in Cleveland in August and the Chip Chipperson podcast in Long Island. Boston is sold out. Uh, Long Island, there's still a few tickets available. Long Island? I'm doing the don't, Paramount. Don't bring that piece of shit. No. <laughs> don't bring... Listen to me. Listen, You'll to, come me right, to, listen to me right now. Yeah. You, you don't need my permission, but you didn't ask for that guy to come. He has a, it's my, it's, I, he has a lot of people showing up already. A lot. Maybe he'll have one more. Where is it? So. The Paramount Theater. If I show up, I don't know how good it's going to be. It'll be great. You know, come have, on, you'll joke with Chip. We'll do a reenactment with me and that other little drunk <laughs> I was just going to say, there's going to be another uh, uh, drunk takedown at that. You know, would get some fucking hits. Imagine Chip fucks me up. Imagine Chip hits me with a chair or something. That could happen. Don't do that face. Guys, listen to me. You don't have to train with me, but you really should train. Train jiu-jitsu. Train Brazilian. Mixed martial arts, great. I love mixed martial arts. I love watching UFC and MMA and everything else. Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Learn to defend yourself. All right, everybody. All right, listen to me. I had a great... Jimmy, don't fucking do that face. I hate it. Chip, He's doing that chip. fucking chip face. Chris, the producer, yeah. what else do we got to say? Nothing. We'll see you. Talk to you guys on Well, then say goodbye. Yeah, goodbye. See you Thursday. Bye. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's OMRI certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow.